All right, ladies, shall we get down to business? Oh, yeah, let's go. Okay. All right, so happy June, ladies. We are headed into the sixth month of the year. And uh, I will say, first off, happy Pride Month. Um, I am uh, happy to say that we are headed into wrapping up spring and into summer. You know, this past Memorial weekend, I don't know, for those of us on the East Coast, and it was quite a rainy day, <laughs> rainy weekend. I think the sun peaked its head uh, maybe those last couple hours <laughs> of the weekend. But um, we are happy that we are headed into summer. How was your guys' weekend? Mine was pretty dope. I did nothing because it was sweltering hot outside. It was a good 93 degrees out here on the on the southwest side of things. So I was all too happy to stay my ass up under my refrigerated air. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that weather. It was quite chilly here and rainy too, but it, I had a very, very full weekend filled with kid activities and ATV riding and uh, something cool for the adults. We did a train pub crawl. You get to hop on, um, every train station has a bar nearby. So it's fun to like jump on the train, jump off, drink, meet people in the bar and bring them along with you and they'll follow you and everyone just keeps going to the next stop, next stop. The idea is to try to get to Chicago, but it is very impossible without passing out. <laughs> oh, we, I've it gives Chicago without alcohol poisoning. Yeah, can't do it. And usually on the metro, the regular suburbs train, you can drink alcohol. But because it's a holiday weekend, you're not allowed to drink alcohol because people turn up too much. <laughs> Way too much. But no, it was a great that sounds weekend. Sounds fun. There's something similar to that in Pittsburgh, except it's um it's one of those old school open air trolleys, and watching people like try to hop on and hop off while it's still moving after they've had a few drinks no. is comedy <laughs> i didn't do that because one of the stops or i know when to stop drinking by the way i, I behave myself there's a certain level i took one sip of a sangria i said mm -mm, i'm all done everyone else kept <laughs> drinking and to get back on the train one lady almost fell on the tracks i'm like jesus christ like get it together girl we got to get up back on the train <laughs> But yeah, it was it was pretty cool. That sounds fun. Yeah, I um I have a I have a pretty low team and um just been wondering how we flip the switch and just turn the world back on. <laughs> but uh here we are. Uh the world I see has just decided that the panorama is over and here we are. A couple hundred thousand people got vaccinated, so we're good. It's, that's her. That's all you need for her immunity, right? A couple hundred thousand that's, out of a few hundred I, million. I, I think that's <laughs> how it works. I, I mean, literally, we turned, we flipped the switch, and everybody said, "Well, it's now time for the summer, so we're done with the panorama." They said, "We're not doing this two summers in a row." Okay, the, we gave you summer twenty twenty inside. Summer twenty twenty one is a hot girl summer. We're going to that is listen, <laughs> said it was white boy summer and he said 
Yes, that's what he said, girl. Did you not hear? He said it was white boy summer. Made me choke on my white claw. A, a white boy summer. What is that? That sounds like blasphemy. That sounds sound like blasphemy. I don't like that. That is not of God. Listen, Monique said, don't go out here with your bonnet on because it's white boy summer. I have forgotten that that's another thing we can talk about. Wow. That was... I, Okay, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, your girl Monique had a little video and she said to the black ladies out here, but you you can see your sister at the airport and she had her body in her. You can tap her on the shoulder and tell her that she don't need to be out here looking disrespectful. She's trying to get folks smacked. First of all. Don't tap me nowhere. You see me at the airport, my bonnet on. I promise you. <laughs> I don't need to be tapped. And you don't need to tell me that. Are we telling dudes not to walk outside with their do rag mom? Is that a conversation? No. We Did we have that conversation? No. No. Did they no. not have a whole no, do rag conference? Could they not like celebrate do rag? Do rag song? Is there not there a was- whole do rag <laughs> Do-rags are high fashion. What you mean? They got they Balenciaga do-rags. They were on a runway. Multiple runways. Were they not? <laughs> they were. They were. Need to send but see, maybe, maybe the difference is that when, when we saw them on the runway, they were on white women. And so maybe, maybe the world has forgotten that do-rags are associated with black men and they associate do-rags with Kendall Jenner or something. I don't know. But bonnets are still associated with black women and therefore still unacceptable. Did you guys see the meme about Little House on the Prairie? And they said that was a whole ass family with bonnets on and nobody said anything. There are so many girls that there's a there's a whole Facebook group. There's a bonnet con coming. There's a whole bonnet con coming. Yes, please join too. Immediately. Immediately join. I'm going too. Man, I'm trying to find somebody to make me a, a real big multicolored, like Joseph in his coat of many colors type. Bonnet. That's what I need for Bonnet Con. people in this group. Okay. Yes. Oh, girl, I'm going to Bonnet Con. I will be there. As I soon as the dates are time. announced, you as soon my- as the dates are announced, I'm buying tickets. I'm buying tickets. I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think um, I think a lot of times celebrities forget where they, I mean, did Monique not make a whole career out of being that girl from the block? Was that not her whole setup from the beginning? So I don't understand why she has now become this arbitrator of respectability. Man. I think that I think that uh, she wants us to separate her characters from who she actually is, and that's fair. You know what I'm saying? She might have gotten her foot in the door by playing that stereotypical character but I think that she wants us to know that she's not Nikki Parker. She, she was Nikki Parker and got married. She, she <laughs> was that girl, though. She was her. 
I don't know. I don't know. But I know she was in, when, in her video that played to potentially tens of millions of people where she was telling us that we needed to be presentable in public. She was in a robe, <laughs> titty swinging, like hair just barely combed. So it's like either we're going to be presentable in public or we're not going to be presentable in public. Like if you're you're making this video and you're at home, but you're also putting it on the internet, which is very, very public. So why didn't you make yourself decent before telling us that we needed to make ourselves decent? Yes. Yes. I, I, yeah, uh, yes. I don't know what her excuse is. And uh, it bothers me a lot. The respectability politics, they're played out. Like, they don't work. Respectability politics do not work. I, I, mean, I don't know why they're always tailored to people of color. I mean, I uh, do, do, do white people have these same issues? Do, do people who are lower classes in the white community have to deal with the same rhetoric? Do people in the trailer parks or in lower income housing in the white demographic have to deal with the same kind of rhetoric on a consistent basis? sure on some level they do but not to the extent that people of color and especially women of color and it's most especially black women have to deal with that because I mean there's always going to be those parts of the dominant culture that tell you that whatever you're doing in your subculture is not right if you want to be accepted by the dominant culture and so if you're not at least middle class white straight and a dude, there's always going to be something that people are telling you you need to change about yourself in order for those at least middle class straight white dudes to accept you. But my thing is, I don't care. <laughs> I do not care if those at least middle class straight white dudes accept me because why would I? Why would I care? What do I need to care for? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So another interesting thing that happened recently, um, Simone Biles, our gymnastic diva, um, recently completed a dynamic gymnastic uh, feat. Mm -hmm. That uh, again, this is this is like the third time she's done something that can't nobody else do, and she was penalized for it. Instead of giving her all the tens, all the tens, all the top scores, they said, "No, we gonna give you a lower score because we want to discourage other people from doing this because they might get hurt because they can also do it." Not, not, not to, we don't want to encourage them to reach your level of athleticism. So we're going to penalize you. I don't know mm -hmm. how I feel about this. No, I know how I feel about this. I don't like it. You know what they also did this too? There is a black figure skater mm -hmm. who has a whole move named after her. That is illegal. Not even, not even like they like lowered the score. It's illegal. You can't do it. 
you instantly get disqualified if you do the move. Which is insane because obviously these moves have been done. One, they're named after people. It is humanly possible. It's not my fault you can't do it. Not my fault. Um, If you can't do it, just quit. If you can't compete, (laughs) don't compete. If you can't compete, don't compete. Like, I just think, quit. I think they need to get a whole <laughs> scoring rhetoric above, let's say 10.0 is the highest, right? For each judge, they'd have to get a scoring rhetoric above 10 to score that because there's no way unless everybody did it. Or they could just go ahead and scale back the difficulty of the obviously not so difficult moves. Like if that move, because men do the same move that Simone Biles did. Men do it all the time. It's a regular thing in men's competition. Mm -hmm. Women gymnasts haven't done it yet. Yeah, she's the first female gymnast to actually land that move. And it's like, so obviously women can do it. And y'all are discouraging women from competing at the same level as men, because why? What are y'all doing that for? Mm -hmm. And it says to me that obviously y'all are already scoring women's moves at a lower difficulty than you're scoring men's moves. So then why not just adjust your scale the other way? Like just have the same difficulty scale and then maybe these other world-class gymnasts you would find out aren't really world-class gymnasts. Is, is that what they're scared of? That she's going to redefine what it means to be a world-class gymnast? Mm. I think that's a good idea. She it. would be redefining it and um, maybe making it more difficult for the other gymnasts makes sense because maybe the trainers or coaches are training to a certain level and people are not being proactive or taking some initiative to be a little bit more creative and outside of the box. Um, people spend thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to get trained by these coaches. And if their coach isn't training them how to do it, they're like, well, then I'm at a loss. Yeah. It also might be a longevity type of thing because gymnastics is not a career that you have for a very long time. Like you start real young and your career is over by the time most people are just really getting started in their prospective career fields. Well, speaking of athletes, some other athlete news. Um, the French Open started this week, and one of the star players had to remove herself, Osaka. Um, removed herself because she didn't want to do press. She did not want to do press because, as she admitted, uh, she's an introvert and she deals with anxiety and depression. And said that the press was making her um, feel overwhelmed. And she had told them beforehand that she was willing to pay the fine for not you know, meeting that contractual obligation for being part of um, the, uh, you know, the, 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 that being part of her role in the Miami Open. Um, but they were also threatening to disqualify her because she wasn't going to do the press. And she was like, you know what? I, I'm just going to not compete. Um, and I, kudos to her 
to say, you're not about to stress me out. You're not, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna kill me for this job. And it, and also I will say this too. It's nice that she has that option because unfortunately for some people, they don't. Like there are some people out there who can't not go to work, who can't take that mental health day. And I, I feel for them. I I have been blessed with a job where if I need to take a mental health day. Guess what I do? I'm calling in black today. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I don't feel like doing it. Let me say one of the blessings, I'm gonna say this. One of the blessings of this pandemic is being able to work from home and not having to go in and be around some people. Like it has been a, I mean, a blessing in disguise, honestly. Someday. It also definitely showed the rest of America that we all could have been working from home all this, like, time. this whole time and that corporations just don't care about your mental health or they your don't. whether you have a disability and it's hard for that. you to come into an office. They just they don't care because we could have been doing this the entire time. So many people with disabilities, especially the invisible ones, especially the invisible disabilities, could have been working, could have been doing things, could have been contributing to the community. But because these corporations actually didn't care, and some of them still don't, because these corporations didn't care, these people weren't working. There's so many people on social security, people who had disabilities, who were not being helped, who were not being able to contribute to the society, who could have been, but they're not people know. And now these companies, they're not just switch the conversation so much, but all these companies who are crying that they can't find people to come work. Nobody wants to pay. work anymore. No, they want to work. They don't want to work for you. They don't want to work for you. $13 or $10 or $7.25. No, they don't because they have options. Mm-hmm. They have options. Yep. Yep. But back to Naomi Osaka, though. That was. That was a necessary tangent, but I, so they said, come to the press or pay a fine. And she said, okay, I'll pay a fine. And then she was going to continue to pay the fines for each press conference that she missed. But then they were like, okay, you can't pay these fines anymore. Either come or you can't play. So she was like, all right, I won't play. And Mm -hmm. now, and now those same people that basically said either come here and let us mess with your head or we will kick you out are Mm -hmm. saying, oh, we have to find ways to really figure out how we can support our players and figure out ways to do this that's, that's best for everybody. Why weren't y'all doing this when she was telling you that she didn't want to come because the press gave her anxiety? If y'all cared about finding options, if y'all cared about any of this stuff that you're talking about now that you're highest paid and probably most watched player has pulled out of the tournament, it's bullshit. It's and it's too little, too late. Like she already quit, and now y'all want to find ways to work with players and and take their mental health into consideration. Shut she up. had the nerve to post a, a tweet with four pictures of other other tennis players and go, these players need the assignments. You want to tell me you understood? You want to tell me you care? Yeah. Okay. Not with petty tweets like that. Not with petty tweets like that. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah. No. 
it's like, I, what can you do? What could she have done? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it didn't seem like anything was going to make them happy unless she just did what she was told. Like, it's no different. <laughs> like, what, what was it? Marcella, what was it? The guy who was like, I'm, I'm only here so I don't get fined. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they told, they told, um, what's his name? That's right. They told, what's his name, to shut up and dribble. They LeBron told, James. They told LeBron to shut up and dribble. They mm-hmm. told, what's his name, to, to get up, to stop kneeling and to stand and play. Like, uh, sorry, Kaepernick to stand and play. Like, we can't do anything but what they want us to do. And then when we, there's no winning. Like, they just want us to do what they want us to do. And when we do the opposite, we're in the wrong. And then they want to come back later and be like, oh, no, wait, stop. Sorry. It's too late now. It's too late now. And Naomi wasn't even making a political she statement. She wasn't. Like, she was just trying to be an advocate for her own mental health. And they were like, if you don't get your Black ass out here and talk to these reporters and shut up about it. And that's why I'm glad that she was the highest paid tennis player all last year because she had the money. And yeah. they, she, they weren't and going the, yeah. to control her by pulling and, on her purse strings. And that's the part. And that's the part I want to come back to is that she had the option. And here's the thing, though. The first thing I thought about, and I, and maybe this is because I'm in a little bit, is could Serena have done it without as much backlash? Like I feel like, no. I feel like Naomi is getting so much support. Like she's getting so much support. But I feel like if Serena had done this. They would be tearing her to pieces. Yes. Pieces. Yes. And they would they would be calling into question her mental ability to actually compete at this level had she just straight up quit. Had Serena just quit, they would have been like, well, maybe she's not mentally fit to play the sport at all. No one is saying that, oh, well, maybe she actually isn't ready for this. Like, no, but I feel like if 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 Serena had done this. She wouldn't have the support that Naomi is getting right now. Like everyone is like, "Oh, we're so happy that she's taking the stand and she's with." Like everyone is behind her. But I'm like, Serena couldn't have done this. <laughs> Serena had to be. And then Serena had made a comment about how not everyone is thick skinned and whatever, whatever. And people were coming for her and saying, "Why did she say that?" I'm like, "She had to because she had to because she could not have done this even if she had Serena and her sister." had to do because venus is not her sister venus and serena are two very different personalities because i promise you venus didn't want to do any interviews i promise you venus did you see what venus said though when they asked her about the situation but they were like well how do you deal how do you deal with this level of like attention and press and venus was like i just remember that i'm a world-class tennis player and none of the people asking me these questions will ever be on my level and it doesn't matter what you say or what you write about me because you'll never be able to hold the candle to me on the tennis court that's true girl what can you say back to that? Like, I imagine that the reporter that asked that question felt like he just got slapped in the face and he yes. didn't really do nothing wrong. He didn't do but that, that- he was like, I don't, oh, I mean, it's okay. Well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go sit down now. Let me just go write my article in. God damn. Right. Like, oh, but, he slapped you. But yeah, but, but this is what I'm saying. Like, she had to build that. 
And I feel mm-hmm. like this is a thick, you know what? And I don't want to get into colorism or anything. But I also want to say, get into the colorism, get into get, it. But this is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like Serena's comment is right. Like, some people gotta build that extra into them because this is what you have to deal with your whole life. And also, her daddy has something to do with that. I'm sure her daddy was like, these people are gonna come for you. You need to be prepared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, sat, she, he sat them down and said, you are black women. These white people do not care about you. Please prepare yourself. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what Naomi's people did for her. I don't know. But she also grew up in Japan as a black. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of there's a lot of systematic things at play here. I don't know. But we as black women, I feel like have a lot of things Absolutely. that we have to carry all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And I and I think it's great that she was like, nah, I'm not carrying this. I don't want to. And I'm happy mm-hmm. that she said no, because too many of us carry that shit. Mm-hmm. Because we think we have to. You don't have to. Put that shit down, sis. Put it down. <laughs> you don't have to. Put it away. Say no, thank you. I don't want it. It's not for me. That's not mine. Do it today. Yep. Put it away. And I bet by the next, what is this, the French Open? Yes, by the US Open or the Australian one. They, they're not playing these games. Uh-uh. They're going to have a whole different approach to how athletes do press. They're going to have press be optional up to five times and then maybe just do one 15 yeah. minute conference, please, please. Pre-recorded, maybe send us a video, maybe help your own camera, maybe do a TikTok or some shit. I don't know. We can do it virtual. We can set up a Zoom link. These are all valid options, but they're not going to present them though. i I feel like they're going to try it again with the next one. Like with the next open, they're going to try it with like stricter rules. Like you can't just say you're going to pay fines and not come ever. You have to come to at least whatever. But then as more and more athletes are like, you literally can't make me do anything I don't want to do because I'm a wealthy adult. Right. (laughs) Then they're going to be like, okay, well, let's just relax these rules a little bit. I mean, we also want to talk about this unhealthy obsession with wanting to have so much access to these people. Like, why do we feel that we need to have all this access just because somebody plays sport? For what? They are humans. They are not animals. They are not performing monkeys. Why do we feel that we need to have all this access? Michael killed himself, Jackson, because he felt he had to give everything to his fans they needed to have no michael we did not we did we didn't we really did not sir if you need you could have your life you know i saw an interesting comment on instagram that uh these press conferences are held like as soon as the match is over so like if you lost or something like that, you're expected to go from like this devastating defeat and then have some level of composure. Right. And analyze your performance. Like, can I get a minute to like grieve the fact that I'm out of this goddamn tournament right now? Like, can I just have a minute? But no, you can't because ads and press conferences and fans and Twitter. And then the the words, the words that you say can be turned on you like this. mm Mm-hmm. You say the wrong thing. You say the wrong thing about your opponent. I mean, and you and people have lost sponsorships off of just in the heat of the moment saying, no, no, no. 
Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> and that was, that was yeah. Um, this is a there are many podcast. issues tied up in this. <laughs> yes, there is. I promise you guys, this is still a Disney podcast. We we do still talk about <laughs> Disney things. Um. So, uh, Ashley, <laughs> did you watch the Dad Back this week? You know, I didn't. I didn't watch the Bad Batch this week because I was hungover for a lot of this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, the light from the computer kind of made me feel like somebody was like sticking pins into my people. So I did not watch a whole lot of TV this past weekend and I missed the latest episode. Okay, no worries. It was a good one. When you catch up, we'll get into it. No worries. All right. When we get back on a break this week, we wrapped up celebrating uh, American, Asian, and Pacific Islander Month. I know that was last May, but we still watched two movies to celebrate our Asian compatriots. Um, and so we're going to get into that after the break. All right. So we watched big hero six now again of the newer movies you guys know i don't rewatch them as often as some of the older ones but this is one i had seen more than once um and is actually part of the marvel universe you guys so actually just fits into the marvel time so san fran tokyo and um Big Hero Six. San Francisco trips me out every time I hear it. San <laughs> Francisco. Um, and you know this. Uh, you know this movie has a family uh, cameo in it, so that makes an official Mar- Marvel Marvel uh, <laughs> movie. So, ah, huh. uh, yeah, you you did see the entrance, right? No, I don't think no. that was paying attention to the main credits. Stan Lee showed up in the end credits. He did. Stan Lee is actually Fred's dad. Oh. You guys didn't watch the end credits? No. no. Why do you think Fred's so rich? Anyway. Stan <laughs> Lee is Fred's dad. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Fred had a nice ass house. Mm-hmm. I want to be Fred's friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. I listen when they rolled up to Fred's house and they and they were like tired and they had to stalk that guy and they're like, hey, we're not messing with you. Why are we here? He was like, oh no, no, this is my house. And they were like, we thought you were a bum. Because <laughs> he didn't even go to school there. He just was the school mascot. Like, because he didn't have to go to school because his parents are rich. The life. Listen. <laughs> Um, I like big hair. I'm I mean, don't you want a big mask? Don't you want one? Yeah, I want one, especially all the hugs. <laughs> yes, and the balloon. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want a big mask. Um, there's a meme I saw where it was like, "Don't ever let Wanda meet Betamax. It'd be a wrap. She would never let him go." She's like robots, girl. Oh, I forgot about Wanda. You know me. Who is Wanda? Wanda, Wanda. is in 
Scarlet Witch. Yes. And she doesn't like robots. Why? She oh, oh, she like. Oh, okay, I get it now. Because I saw that meme and I was like, "What are y'all talking about?" I get it now. No, she likes robots a lot. She will find lots of uses for him. Right. Well. That is his purpose, isn't it? Like exactly. <laughs> he, he would find out exactly where it hurts on her. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> ew, ew. On a scale of one to ten, exactly when <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a marshmallow. Right. He's, a, he's like a, he's the Michelin man. He's like an asexual thing. No, I don't like it. <laughs> now that I thought about it more, that's wrong. No. <laughs> mm. Anyhow, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, I thought it was really cute, but I also I thought the twist was good. I I, I really didn't. I mean, even though I'd seen it before, mm. I didn't remember that the guy. Spoiler alert! I didn't remember that the teacher <laughs> didn't actually die. Mm-hmm. But when it came up again, that oh my god, he didn't die! Yeah. Oh. yeah, that was a good twist. And what he was trying to bring his daughter back? No, he was trying to ruin. Like he was mad that his daughter had got had gotten eaten by the machine, but he was going to take everything from that guy by having the machine stuck up the guy's new building. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I don't know why I thought that his daughter was like in an alternate universe or something. His daughter was in the nebulous, but he thought his daughter was dead. Okay. 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 He didn't realize that his daughter was just stuck, stuck in the kind of like the, you know, how in Mm -hmm. Ant-Man in the quantum realm, he didn't realize that his daughter was just stuck in the quantum realm. Like, um, like uh, uh, Ant-Man's, what was his name? Like Pim, like Pim's wife. He didn't realize that she was just stuck in there. Nobody did. It wasn't, it wasn't. And then at the end, right? I thought, I didn't realize that Baymax came. Like, I forgot. Like, I legit forgot this movie, right? So when Baymax at the end is like, all right, you got to tell me that, you know, you're satisfied with this hair. I was like, oh my God. He said, go. I was so, I I cried because, you know, it's sad. But then, like, he had left the <laughs> piano, so that he was. I will always be with you. But he left because I was like, because I was also like, wait, why don't you just take the chip? But it was good. I thought it was a really good movie. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Visually, I thought it was great too. I thought it was like artistically. Yes. Um, visually, yes. I mean. When um. I keep wanting to call this man Tanashi, but that is that is Tanashi. not who he is. Tagashi. Tanashi is Tanashi is the singer. Yes. Um, <laughs> but when he died, I was like, aren't his parents already dead? That's all Disney needs to make a protagonist is dead parents. You had to kill this boy's brother? You had to do that? <laughs> That was that was hard because I was like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna build some technology together as brothers, and then it was like, oh no, you thought that, <laughs> but no. <laughs> I was also mad at that lady 
who came out the building and was like, there was no reason for her to tell him that the professor was still in there. Why she had to say, if she didn't say that line, so that she wouldn't be dead. Cause she, she was in on it. That's what it was. She was in on it. There was and no reason for her to say that. Cause if she for hadn't some said reason, that. Tadashi had to die? Why would Tadashi have had to die? There was no, and then when Callahan was like, that's his fault, he ran back in there. Um, what? That was cold blooded. That was cold blooded. It was all your fault. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, she ain't had to say that. When she said that line, I was like, girl, why are you telling us this? First of all, how does she know that he was still in there? Probably because she ran right by him and didn't bother to pick his ass up. <laughs> She was probably like, so she must here. have seen him with the, the nanobots. She must have seen him with the nanobots then. Like, girl, I, all of it don't make sense. It is, yeah. Yeah. But then I, he had them all fooled. You know what I'm saying? So she was probably just thinking that she was telling somebody that there was still a person in the building. And even if she saw him near the nanobots, she probably wouldn't have thought that he was a supervillain and was going to, like, you know, use them for evil. I don't know, that line made me uncomfortable. I didn't like it. I don't know why she had, had to, to say set that. him up somehow. I know. We had to know yeah. that he was... I know that the movie had to tell us that he was dead so that we didn't suspect him as the villain. But it bothered me that she said that because that was the only reason that, that he went back in there. Because otherwise, he wouldn't have gone back in there. Which is weird to me because it's like... Your brother is already out of the burning building. So why are you going back for this professor because that Callahan, you had no connection to? No, but, but that, was, that was his mentor. So I guess that's why. That's his mentor. Yes. But it's yeah. a burning building with science stuff in it. So you knew it was going to explode. He knew it was going to explode. It was a whole chemistry set in there. Of course it was going to explode. Yeah, it bothered me. The her- not, not bothered me the whole movie. I'm just like, you don't have to go back in there. That bothered me the whole movie. Whole movie. Her saying that line and why he went back in there. Because he, because him, I mean, I know it's the catalyst for the whole movie. But whatever. I love Baymax, though. Baymax is cool. I really. And I like that he had his fight mode, too, when he activated (laughs) that chip. Yes. Listen, I was really scared, though, because when he took out the green one and was like, Kill him! I was like, oh no, because <laughs> he was really gonna blast him. Like, no, I was gonna say like, you know, I, I enjoyed the movie too. I watched it actually multiple times before, so rewatching it was was a blast. And Alex, he loves the movie too. Um, what we touched on with the loss of the brother that like killed me. Like, I just I can't handle that. Like that I love when people have the close relationships with their um, siblings. So for him to lose his brother, like really, really hurt. But I love like his gift to him was that beautiful robot. And, um, you know, that was really made to just help him get over grief and in loss and just really care for him. I thought that was the most beautiful thing. Uh, what stood out for me visually is when you think about how they design those characters and how they move. Like, I don't know if you ever watched like how long it takes to animate something, but to get how Baymax moves and everything he did, like it was amazing. Like just that one character alone, like floored me. 
Um, I really love the opening part when it's the the battle bots where um, people are battling the robots because I used mm-hmm. to work for a scientific company and I sold STEM products. So this is like STEM heaven for me. And when I would travel to go to all the trade shows, sometimes there would be schools there doing their robot battles like right by my booth. And it was such a cool experiment, uh, experience. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is just like in the movie. Like, I love it. And I'm geeking out. But meanwhile, you know, got to sell the products. But um, I really love like the science twist and that science fair, because I've been to so many science fairs, was epic. Like, if you ever been to a science fair, please, please, please go. That was epic in, in the movie. Like, uh, I love I that. I thought you were going to say that you used to... Um... You used to battle a robot when you said it. I did. <laughs> and I was going to have so many more questions. I was like, if she tells me she battled robots. No, I was really gearing up for you to be like, so I used to battle robots. And yeah, I got real exactly, excited. Like, like, I really thought this was what she was about to say. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, tell me exactly what the battle bots is like. Maybe I'll add that to my to-do list. I do have a robot, though. I got it when I um, when I quit my job. Um, before I left, everyone gave me like gadgets and toys, and oh my god, I have so much STEM stuff to use. But yeah, I have a robot. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no. Um, those robot competitions are no joke. Like those people are serious. Yeah. That's that's a, so. Um, so I, I'm a part of the the National Society of Black Engineers, and at their conferences, some of those. Some of those um, competitions can get really serious. Like, some of people go all in, and it gets really fun, actually, <laughs> how creative some of these people get. And then I know Lego has um, some really cool competitions, too, with their robotic stuff. So, yeah, man. Do y'all remember when they used to put the robot battles on TV? Like, it yeah. was a sport sport? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is a sport. Those sport, were bro. the best. Yes. Those were it the is. best. Yes. I would be very upset though if I like spent all that time building a robot and one it lost quickly or it got like sawed in half by a robot with a saw attached to it. Like, well, that one guy deserves to get. I mean, because he was just raking in the money, and then here comes Kittle <laughs> with his little like, can I play? <laughs> When his little robot switched his face, I was like, ah, get him. Get him, robot. Little, those things. I hope they never actually become a They thing. already are a thick girl, though. Don't be fooled. Nanobots exist already. They're out here. I, I hope not like that, though. Those were those nanobots, they... I don't like them. <laughs> mm. I don't like those. I mean, like, I, I mean, I don't think they're at the Tony Stark level just yet, but they are here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. You know what nanobots always makes me think of? iRobot, where oh, the nanobots had wait. to be like injected into another robot's brain and they ate the robot's brain to like shut it down. That's I when I hear the word nanobots, that's what I always think about. I love that movie. I know iRobot gets a lot of hate, but I love that movie. Hey, what? Hey. Awesome. So I know it's a little slight deviation. I, when Gold's Gym existed, I think some exist now, but back in the day, um, they used to have something in my Gold's Gym called Cardio Theater. 
and they would play that movie every week. So you have like a huge, like a movie theater and you're either on a bicycle, your treadmill, elliptical, and it's dark. So it's kind of weird because it's dark to run on a treadmill. I'd be running and then I'd watch that movie and it just makes you want to run even more because you know what, you know, when he's being chased and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That movie was awesome. Will Smith and Tom yeah. Cruise are two people you can count on to run yes. full tilt in their movies. Yeah, Tom. Full yeah. tilt run. Will Smith and running. Tom Cruise. Will Smith be making that face when he be running though. He does. He makes that face. He does. You know what face I'm talking about. You know what face I do. I do. I know what face you're talking about. What's funny for me with Tom Cruise, though, is that, you know, he's real short. Like, he's a short person. And so, like, when they do the, like, far off shots of him running, his tiny little legs going, it's always funny to me. It's always funny to be seeing his short little legs moving that fast. That's so funny. That's so funny. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Okay. I'm going to ask my Disney question of the day before we talk about the other, unless you have some more. I want to say one more thing about Big Hero 6. So I was reading an article about it because I actually, I really like this movie. Um, You know how he was dealing with the the grief and loss? The article mentioned that that was the storyline of the whole movie was how you did the five stages of loss, like Mm -hmm. denial, uh, bargaining, depression, things like that. And then of course we mentioned at the end you know, you are you satisfied with my service? He finally had acceptance. I thought yes. it was mm-hmm. so freaking beautiful. I just like how it all tied in together. Yeah, with all these movies we've been watching, like the animated versions, um, like Raya and everything like that. Like the friendships that they they bond with throughout the movies is so beautiful. I really like that. Yeah, no, I think um, Disney. So with Big Hero 6, Disney was getting back into animation and so they get points for this was like the third their third Disney animation film and they get points for doing a really good job and um, you know after coming they had come back full force because um, Tiana, Tiana Princess and the Frog was the first time they had come back with animation and for them to keep hitting it out of the park with New Year's um, because Pixar was really just doing the animation. Um, they, they were really doing a good job. Um, they did. So good on them uh, for, for doing a good animated film. And, um, you know, a lot of people thought it, you know, a lot of people think it's a Pixar movie. It's more. I thought it was a Pixar movie until this time that I rewatched it and I didn't see that jumping lamp. Nope. It's a Disney animation movie, um, but it is a Marvel movie. I think it was. It's a award, right? It won an Oscar or something? Um, Hero 6, I think. It won a Best Animated Film Academy Award. It deserved it. It deserved it. Yes. It deserved it. Is that the it also only... won it also won a kids choice award? <laughs> Is it the only Disney like 3D animated movie to win the Oscar in that category? I thought um, Frozen I don't think Frozen I thought the, the those two Disney movies that won was Frozen and Big Hero Six. Let's see. Uh so since the since the 
that category is existed. Uh, uh, so Shrek one, find that's that. I don't know why I just said Shrek. Finding Nemo one, The Incredibles one, mm -hmm. uh, Ratatouille, Ratatouille one, Wally one, Up one, Toy Story three one. I love Toy Story. Brave one. Yeah, that was a cute one. Pixar dominates that category. Frozen one. Oh, Frozen did win. Mm -hmm. uh, Big Hero 6 one, Inside Out one. <gasps> Zootopia one. Zootopia is Zootopia not Pixar? Zootopia was awesome. I remember watching that movie the first time and I was like, oh, Disney's trying to teach y'all some lessons. Yeah. We need to put Zootopia's on. We'll get to Zootopia. That's a, okay, that's yeah, a conversation that we I need to that. have. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a, mm, Disney was one. drawing parallels. That's a deep one for us. Disney was I'm giving parables, saying, okay? Really just tiny, tiny bit about Zootopia. It's kind of like what I said about Brave with the bears. I mean, I hate to talk about them, but you know. You keep talking about it. Oh, <laughs> my God. did you guys see the bear? I need to send y'all the bear video. No, the, with the, Listen, the girl, woman every, pushing that bear off of her stone wall. Oh my goodness. My Them dogs would have been eight that day. I am not fooling with no bear behind no dogs. I will not. I her will not. Bear, though. I was done. I could she put her, her bare hands on that, that bear. I was, no. We're still intact. Anyway. No. What? <laughs> The I thought of y'all immediately. I thought of y'all immediately. <laughs> I was like, this woman pushed a bear up a wall to protect her baby. Oh, God. Anyway, so because of Brave, when they had the real sounds of the bears, in Zootopia, all of the animals had such amazing sounds. It's like they just went to the zoo or something or the wild and recorded these animals. Like, you know, they talk and sing, like, you know, whatever. But when they would make their like animal sounds, it was it sounded so real. It was really cool. You would need sounds. You gotta think. Sounds. I love <laughs> animals. I I do. You I like mean, animal sounds. I know. I love animals, but it just fascinates me that the animal sounds like an animal. It's not like watching an old school like let's say when uh, what is it Winnie the Pooh. He doesn't make bear sounds. Winnie the Pooh is a stuffed animal. Why would he make bear sounds? He's a he he's a, a stuffed he's animal. A, he's he's a not gonna make real bear sounds. That's Yogi not bear. a good comparison. <laughs> Yogi Bear's a real bear. Okay, okay that's better. Yogi Bear wears a hat and tie. Is he a real bear? He is. And what about, what about Gruff, the the dare bear? Wasn't that a bear? The dare? Or was that a dog? The, the forest fire bear? <laughs> no, ma'am. Man. Oh, Scruff McGruff was a dog. Wait, he was a dog. I just like the sounds. I, I like how you. I don't. What is it with you and animal sounds? Do we need to explore it's, something? What is it? What is Is like, there something we need to unpack? Yeah, I think we need. Are you are you a furry? Are you a furry? I am the furthest from a furry. No, are thank you. you. Sure? I mean, you don't nope. have to be a furry. Don't be shame. Kink shame. That's a good point. No kink shaming. I'm but not listen, kink, No, I asked her a question. I'm not shaming. No, 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 no. I need to. It's we need to like growl at me like he's a lion or something. I mean, I wouldn't. Oh my goodness! Please <laughs> open the door that we need to talk to Christy about. So I need to get back to this woman pushing a bear because. <laughs> 
I was no, no, because listen, that it was a mother bear. She had her cubs with her, like the cubs were there. And so like mother bears are extremely protective. That woman, oh, that woman took her life in her hands. She did. For her dogs. That bear is heavy. That bear was heavy. Did you see how that bear was balancing on the ledge? How? Yes, I did. That's why I'm afraid of bears. And her babies. Her babies were balancing too. Her babies, why, one of the babies. Why was the bear there? Why was the bear there? Because it's a bear and she allowed. That's no, why. she's not because, allowed. Yes, she is That's allowed. She that push. That well, woman's house, that woman's house, exactly. That woman's house is probably built on land that that bear has been yes. roaming her entire life. I believe it. And she just, she wanted to go back to her favorite tree that had her favorite beehive in no. it. And all of a sudden she's no. confronted by five yapping ass dogs no. and a crazed woman. Yep. No, that bear shouldn't have been there. Was this California or? Yes. I don't know where it was, but that bear shouldn't have been there and it got pushed. Cause that woman was like, not today. Cause that not bear was about to today. snatch up that chihuahua. That bear was about to be a snack Thank for God that mother God. and her cubs. <laughs> that chihuahua was about to get snatched up. If that wall wasn't there though, like she would not have been able to get away from that bear. Oh no, absolutely not. And listen, messing around with me, that chihuahua would have been snatched up. That just, I would have just had one less dog. And I'm, I'm not a How about, how about. I can't. I'm not. A I'm not fighting a bear about a dog. Now, if the bear had tried to snatch my baby, that's another story. But trying True. to snatch my dog, girl, and she got four more. Know. You can have that dog. I'll go to the shelter get another a cat. <laughs> nah, I'll get another one. <laughs> it's a whole lot of dogs that need good homes. Okay. Nah, I'll go find one. one. <laughs> All right, baby. Okay. That's how we play today. I feel like you were about to ask your Disney question. Though. I was. <laughs> I sure, sure was. All right. Um, here's my question. So we often talk about our favorites, this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna switch it up. Hmm. What movie? Um, would you say it's overrated? Oh, oh man, let me think. No, the people notebook. sitting around and talking. The notebook, um, Disney movie, ma'am. <laughs> I forgot, girl. I'm on the mess today. Um... <laughs> when people sit around and they're talking about. She was ready for that. She's, She's been holding on to this feeling forever. for a long time. If <laughs> that movie, if that fairy tale. Um, <laughs> let me think. Man, I love Disney movies, though. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about this one too. Hmm. Oh, I know, I know. Okay, well, tell us yours then. The people ones. Not the people ones. Yes, the um, the I new. Think, I think Frozen Lion is way overrated. I, I knew Lion King was overrated and a waste of my time. They should have not let those animals talk. They should have just. Yeah, I also think the new Lion King should have just been lions and hyenas with sounds. 
You will stop with the sound stuff because I don't understand <laughs> what it is with you and the lions and the animal sounds. I really, I really think we need to dissect this because yeah, I don't lion understand. Talk. It makes no sense. Why should the lion talk like us? I just don't get it. Okay, so you're saying the new but, lion king. But you were, but you were okay with the cartoon lion? Yeah, talking? but it's animated. That's not real. But this, but was not, lions. but not the 3D cartoon lions talking. Not cartoons. Those are real. They're cartoons. They were, they were CGI. They're Shut cartoons. That's amazing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, Christy, I'm gonna need you to watch that movie over again because those clearly looked like animated animals. They did not look like actual animals. That they was that did like not look like a, a National Geographic documentary. <laughs> it did not look like that. They looked like cartoon animated animals. I still think it's overrated movie. I did not like it. I didn't appreciate it. Yeah, my answer is frozen. I mean, it was okay. It was good. But I don't think it's like the I feel for the parents that have to watch Frozen ten thousand times because it's not I that did. good. I watched it a lot with Alex. He does not want to watch it now. He's like, no, mama. But when it first came out, he was little. He was like three. A movie that is overrated. Mm. You know another one that I think is overrated? The Little Mermaid. <gasps> the Who the Little Mermaid, what? you say? Are you kidding me? Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about movie. that. That was the it's overrated, movie. Christy. It's overrated. It is. Think about the storyline. That shit's overrated. It is. <sighs> well, we understand. Fine. <laughs> I love the music. Also, RIP to Sebastian. RIP to Sebastian. I did see that his his voice actor just passed away recently. Poor Sebastian, R.I.P. I would say the people version of Beauty and the Beast. I'm mad that you keep calling it the people version. <laughs> what are we live action? Live action. <laughs> yeah, I don't like when they keep redoing the animated movies. Like I wish they just leave them alone. Me just Although, I don't I mind the live but. When I, when I go see it, I'm going to see it. I never, I didn't watch any of the like live action versions except for The Lion King, if you can call that live action. But I didn't watch the live action Beauty and the Beast or Cinderella or Did Dumbo. Did you see Ooh, I love that. I saw Maleficent. That's live action. I love that. But I love Angelina Jolie. Uh, I'm biased. I didn't mean to stop you, Because, okay, so listen. I'm highly critical and overly cynical. So really, most of them are overrated to me. She's like, all of them. All of them. All of them. But I'm, I'm trying to find one where my reasons aren't that it's about a stupid white girl. Like, because that's a whole lot of them. A whole lot of them are just about a dumb white lady. And I don't feel like that's a, a good enough reason because I mean, you can't have a whole lot of Disney movies if somebody's not willing to be a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh my goodness. I don't like that I, I can't come up with an answer for this. Mm. 
No, they didn't list Arachnophobia as a Disney movie. Oh, that's an old movie. It's probably Fox. That's probably what it is. Yeah, it's probably Fox. Mm. Or Miramax, which is Disney. Oh, that movie creeped me out. Um, you know what? I'm going to say Aladdin. Wow. Wow. What? I'm going to say Aladdin because here's the thing. I feel wow. like I feel like the only Shake the table, Ashley. Shake the table. <laughs> Ashley. Listen, all right, all right, no, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Ooh. The the only really like really when you really get down to the nitty-gritty good part of that movie was Robin Williams's performance as the genie. He carried that movie. And yes. to and to me, you can't have a, a truly good movie if one character is carrying the whole thing. Um, okay. Um, uh, I'm not, I, I'm not, I can't, you know, your, your choice is your choice. I can't, you know, it's your opinion. Um, Because, like, I mean, name a part of the movie that you liked that was purely about Aladdin. His song, though, gotta keep one stop. I mean, come on. That's a jam. I loved all That's a jam. Your movie from beginning to end. His song is a jam. I'll give you the songs. I'll give you the songs. All of his songs. And I'm not, it's like, because, like, yes, Genie by himself carries the movie. But like Aladdin song, Aladdin and Jasmine song together, like their songs without the genie there are still, they rock. I give you the songs. I will give you the songs. Um, I'd like to add two more to my list. Okay. I'm going to say the Avengers movies. I forgot those. They were overrated to the max. The way people went so hard. See, this is what I thought. See, I thought Ashley was going to go there. I was was shocked. I forgot that for a second, I forgot that Marvel was a part of Disney. Usually I would go there because I got to reference Superman every time, but I didn't this time. I was shocked that I could. I was shocked that both of y'all didn't go immediately. immediately I, I forgot Marvel about Marvel and be like yeah. Ant Man or or um. No, because I liked Ant Man. No, I liked Ant Man. Oh, I, I thought that y'all would go Guardians, Guardians, Guard, Guard, Guardians see, of the Galaxy. Or I feel like those are the B sides. Like Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant Man, those are the B sides, and like Avengers and Age of Ultron, Infinity War, Endgame, those are the Avengers movies. I also feel like a Iron lot of Man. the Iron Man movies yes. were overrated. Yes, so many were overrated, except I'm the And he got person. so many movies. He got, he's yeah. like Wolverine. He's in all Why of does them. he have Sorry. so many movies? He's in movies, all though. of them. Name a movie Iron Man is not in. Oh, I only like Iron Man 3 because it touched on, it was more personal and it was like very sentimental, but yeah, Iron Man, Avengers. Mm-mm. I feel like the only Avengers movie I actually really liked, like I, I don't count Infinity War or uh, Endgame, Endgame as yeah. Avengers movies I because agree. there were so many other characters in them. But I did like 
Age of Ultron. I liked Age of Ultron because I liked Ultron. I liked the villain in that movie because he was, you know, the super smart yeah, robot that Robert saw something. humanity's Robert. flaws. And, you know, he was like the, he was like Vicky in iRobot. He was like, listen, y'all not doing this right. So we're just going to start over. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that because he was Ultron correct. Was that was a good movie. He was a good one. And I didn't like Civil War. I like that it had all the people come back and they were fighting each other. That was pretty awesome. So prior to Civil War, I had tried to like get into the comic book lore. And so, excuse me, in a lot of the online forums, they were talking about how excited they were to see Black Panther finally show up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how strong he was and how they couldn't wait to see him fight Captain America and all of these other people. And then, so I got it in my mind that the Black Panther of the comic books was like almost indestructible, right? Could take on almost anybody in the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. And then to see him in the movie, I was like, I was disappointed. I was like, the, uh, I felt like the Black Panther in the movie kind of fell short of all of the hype that he was getting in the forums. Yeah, because they focused on the Avengers instead of, yeah. yeah. I get it. Because like the way folks was talking, it seemed like Captain America shouldn't have been a real match for Black Panther. And I don't know if maybe, you know, people hyped him up in their heads or what because like I said I haven't read any of the comic books but it just seemed like Captain America and the Winter Soldier would have been easier work for T'Challa than he was in that movie mm-hmm. did you watch the but you watched the um, you watched the cartoon right eventually yes yeah I didn't in the watch cartoon. it when I was supposed to but <laughs> yeah in the cartoon he he chopped him up <laughs> oh, okay. That's terrible. <laughs> All right. So, to round out our night, we also watched the short bow. Um, it was very cute. It was um, so cute. And as mother, I'm sure it, uh, it might, well, I don't know, I'm not sure, but I don't know if it resonated with the two of you a little bit. Um, so when I first watched it, I was like, oh, this is so cute. And it was just an emotional story for me. Watching it this time, and I don't know if it was because my activism chip had been super activated, but it was just like, so there's this woman and she has a husband and it seemed like they were saying the one thing that brought her joy in her life was her having a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, so that's a tad bit problematic, just a little. Kids do bring joy, pains in the asses, but they also bring joy. Mm -hmm. They also bring joy. But it was just like, why would that be the only thing that made her happy? Yeah, I mean, for this particular woman, I think her child was her, had become her life, which is why when he had separated from her, it was so gut-wrenching. Because I yeah. think some women, they make their child their life. 
And so yeah. that empty nesting is so difficult when you do that. Yeah. So I think it's a lesson too for other people to not do this. Don't make your child your only thing, right? Because like it was great to see how they shared their love of food, mm-hmm. how like she had taught him so much about it, but also he became so much of her life that mm-hmm. when he wanted to have his own life, that she couldn't let go. Right. And so I when think- he wanted to go play soccer with the kids that he saw on the street, and she kind of like held him back a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I so I think there's a so to your to to the point you're making. Yeah. Like I think that there's a lesson there on both sides. Like she, like I think people watching it should say, "Hey, that's not cool. Like, why are you doing that?" And like, hey, let him go. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah, it should make you uncomfortable. Like, oh, that's not that doesn't look right. Because yeah. yeah, no, you want him to, you want her to be, you want you want to feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah, that doesn't look yeah. right. I still liked it overall, though. And I mean, I forgot that he married a white woman. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You know what? I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. Listen, I yeah. When she when he brought the white woman home, I was like, oh, um, um, just why is it always gotta be a white lady? Like I don't know. Well, they are in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but like, that's who he fell in love with. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like that she knew how to make dumplings. She knew how to make dumplings better than him. Yeah. So it was nice that she wanted to learn his culture. So that was nice. I guess like, something. Sometimes, like, there are a lot of moms or parents that are like helicopter parents. So it kind of just sucks. Like, this is someone that you kind of shielded from like everything and they grow up and they leave you it's like oh great so I get the whole thing like maybe you shouldn't make the kid your whole life but sometimes you just it happens like you're just so happy you made this little baby life and it's yours like it's all yours it's nobody else's it's theirs I mean trust me like I got my own things that I do but when I think about it I'm like man like I've always wanted to be a mom. It was like my whole like goal in life out of everything else to be. I, I mean, I did want to be an architect at one point, but anyway, being a mom was like number one and I got to be one. So it's kind of like, oh my God, like I want to, I want to like, I can see that. Man. I can see that, but that was not me. I did not, <laughs> I did not want to be a mom. Um, and I feel like when I say that is, it's, it's there's always like this reaction in people's faces like well if you didn't want to be a mom why are you a mom now and are you saying that like I would you never say that you don't I'm like so you know, Jesus. love you but like these are things that I've experienced like in in safe mom spaces like admitting that you never wanted to be a mother and it's just like that doesn't mean that I feel any less for my kid it's just not yeah. something that I it wasn't written into my life plan yeah. you know what I'm saying I think and I then like because my sister is like that my sister 100% is like that so we're very opposite and I'm like oh my god I can't wait I want 100 babies <laughs> she's like uh no thanks <laughs> you know 
and then, and then I said if have... I didn't have one by he was set by the time he was seven, if I didn't have another one by the time he was seven, I wasn't it wasn't gonna happen. And he turned nine this last March, so Aww. I'm done. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to have five, and I don't have any. I'm with you, girl. You were gonna get that one though. You wanted five it's children? It's late. Yeah. Where am I gonna have one? It's late now. I what was you gonna? Have any. What is you gonna do with five with a basketball team of children? Girl, I wanted to have I wanted to have the Huxtables. I wanted to have five kids. I was listen, I wanted a whole you can still have five kids. You no, I want five five of my own. (laughs) You can still have five children of your own. Didn't Naomi Campbell just have a baby at 51 or something like that? Naomi Campbell also has millions of dollars and the best doctors in the world. That's true. That's a valid point. Oh, oh, they killing, killing black women out here having babies, girl. But, oh, that's he another one. That's, not that's another valid thing. point. But do you know what I read, though? Like, so you know how they say, like, after a certain age, your chances of having a kid, like, or not your chances, your chances of having, like, um, birth defects or increased infertility doubles or something like that. Mm-hmm. It goes from, like, 0.5% to 1%. That's the doubling. It's not like a major thing. Women can have children until they hit menopause. So if you don't hit menopause until you're 60, you can get pregnant at 58. If, if, if. Menopause could start at 39. It could. It could. But it it not, you know? It could not. I also also would like to be married if I have children. No man. So... That's valid too. That was that was my condition. I was like, if I'm not married, I'm not having another one. And if it don't happen, that's by the time he reaches. That's how I feel. I've been wanting another baby for so long, and I'm like, the time it takes to meet a man, fall in love. Let me not even say a man. Let me not even say that. If I don't meet a situation, (laughs) I'm also also okay if like somebody wants to start a tribe to like like have a tribe and just like. To raise our children. I'm also go to another country, girl. See, you I cannot do the polyamory thing. I wish oh that God. I was evolved enough, but no. I cannot do it. Okay. I cannot. Well, we were gonna go to Honduras and just go make some babies there, and then come back with them. Make them <laughs> like stirring them up in the pot and put them in the oven and come out with bacon at three fifty for thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> come home with some brown bacon. I have to like go into detail how babies are made. Like, come no, on. I know and how they're made, but you can't make them. Like, we can just like put them in the oven and come back. With right, you said make them and come back with them. Like, <laughs> they weren't well, gonna come be come back pregnant. I mean, come back. Oh, pregnant. oh, okay. okay. I was like, make right. them. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. it's confused about what you meant. It's an idea. Oh no! I want to go to Honduras to make them. I go to Dominican Republic, I think, or Haiti, or Jamaica. Actually, that's actually I go to Jamaica. I'm half Jamaican. I go to Jamaica. Um. Anyhow, Val was really cute. Um, the part at the end where she puts him when he she eats him always weirds me out and scares me. Yeah, And and then we find out that he isn't actually the dumpling he's an actual person <laughs> right because at first I thought she was imagining this baby and like he was actually just a dumpling that she was carrying around and forming an emotional attachment to until they showed him as a human person with, with his beard, beard and everything 
Right. The whole time I'm like, oh my God, is it time she ate him? But he's not actually a dumpling. And then I love how the father like pops up at the end because we only see the father in the beginning at the table when he mm-hmm. eats the dumplings and then he leaves and we don't see him again. And at the end, he pushes him in the room and closes the door. <laughs> Stop talking about it. Uh, but I love how the sun brings food because food was their connection. But also, I don't like how the sun brings food because I'm like, why are we encouraging emotional eating? <laughs> but then they sit there and they eat and they cry and they have their little, I'm like, oh. That's why they're sad. <laughs> that was a sweet moment. But yeah, um, it was a cute little story. And I, it was the first short that, um, I know, they've done a lot of things with um, Asian characters. And I wish they would do more with Black characters. I wish they would do so much more with Black characters. I just, like... I think they have uh, one with Hispanic characters. I think I have one with Black about autism. And I think this month they've just put one out about um, about someone coming out of the closet. There's one about, so I think they're trying to do more representation. So. But it's that. like, but where are the Black people? Black people can be queer. Black people can do all of the things. Black people can be autistic. I like, might be Black or huh, brown anyway. I think they're Hispanic. This is the one about- it's like they gave us Tiana and said, be happy. Okay. And then a lot of people have an issue with Tiana anyway, because she spends most of the movie as a frog. Yeah. I mean, I have that same issue because she does. That's just factual. She does spend most of the movie as a frog. Um, there's not a lot of. Oh, Super Team. Um, a lot of the shorts, we need more shorts with brown people, I guess. But the shorts, you know, the animators have to draw what they want to draw. And so you have to have animators who want to draw. And then also some of the animators want to feel any more black animators. So you yep. know that hair, that hair short, you know, the one where the the, mm-hmm. the dad doing the girl's hair. We need more like that. Yes. Yes, we do. Without big networks stealing the concept and the concept art and making it into something else. Because did y'all see that? That Nickelodeon was about to make a show that looked almost exactly like what Matthew Cherry did? No. Without consulting him, without hiring him, without him No, I did not see that. Anyway, they made something that looked almost identical. They were about, it was like a, it was like a, Nickelodeon put it out as a coming soon type of thing. And then when the internet was like, no, this black artist already did this and it looks exactly the same, then they pulled it. I did not know that. I don't know that at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, that's not cool. Yeah, no, um, we need more shorts like hair or whatever it was called. Hair love. Hair, hair love, hair yeah. Love. By Matthew Cherry. Go look at it. It's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, I love that. That was so good. I remember the artist's name because he has the same last name as my little brother. And I never heard anybody else with that last name. I never saw anybody else with the last name Cherry. That's cool. 
I know a few people. I went to college with them, but they're Haitian. Hmm. Their last name is Cherry. Interesting. Well, um, I think that wraps it up for us today. You will uh, definitely have to look into seeing if we can promote. Oh, there's some stuff on Disney Plus focused on Pride Month. So you can definitely check that out. And you can check us out on social media down to Facebook on Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you all, thankfully, same time, whenever you guys check us out on Spotify, <laughs> uh, Anchor, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us there. Check out our older episodes. We've been around for a while now, you guys. So if you haven't uh, checked out some of our older content, you can. And these are dope conversations. Share them with your friends. Send them in your group text. Post them to your Facebook groups. Do all of that. And uh, if you like it, you can review us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever. Um, so we can get into those feeds. For now, we're up and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.